The Lack of A Culture of More One of the devastating messages delivered by our culture is that we are always in need of more. You're not enough without more blank. It's fed to us constantly. The cycle of never being satisfied is created. It's as if there isn't a difference between a need and a want anymore. Whatever you want is now a need. When's the next vacation? When's the next baby? When's the next promotion? We can start to feel antsy and embarrassed if we don't have a next to talk about. Why can't we be where we are and not worry if everyone is okay with it? Why do we feel like we'll be left behind if we don't keep up with the trend of acquiring and increase? Feeling like you're always lacking something can lead down a slippery slope to self-pity, victim mentality, and depression. It can also then create an attitude of blame, bitterness, and resentment. And guess who we usually end up blaming for a lack of something? Yep, our lucky spouses. 2015 through 2018 For a good three years, I had a spirit of lack, and I couldn't shake it. In the summer of 2015, Hart and I put an offer on a house in Scottsdale, Arizona. We banked on the transition from L.A. life would bring more convenience, freedom, less stress, and family support to our lives. What we didn't bank on was the fact that I was unknowingly pregnant. Plans of how we would handle the transition changed. We decided I would work with Hart for his IT company while also balancing the care of our nine-month-old. Hart also pursued a second career in real estate, hoping to bring in more income. We put a hold on our house remodel and tried to scale back financially as best we could, not knowing how plans would play out. Well, let's just say the plans didn't play out. Living full-time off of an entrepreneur's unpredictable income was so out of my comfort zone and very stressful with two babes to care for. For the next three years in business, many investments of time, money, and energy did not give us the return that we had hoped for. We were still not in the place we thought we'd be when arriving to Scottsdale. The easier, more convenient life had not been found. Mindset When you and your spouse are both experiencing stress and fear, your mind can start to react in blame and fingers can start to point towards the other person. Hart started to blame me for not supporting him, and I started to blame him for wrong decisions made. Instead of we're in this together attitude and leaning on each other through the unknowns, we each had our own way of handling it without the other. It created a lot of separation and distrust. I didn't know why I couldn't just be grateful for what I had. I didn't think we had was good enough based on my expectations. We should be in a better place, I thought. When we get there, then I'll be satisfied, peaceful, and able to enjoy. I was competing with what I thought we had before and what I thought I deserved now. Bitterness crept in, and I was losing sight of what I had. I'll give you an example of what this looked like. I could not go through a morning routine without thinking condemning thoughts. When I walked into the bathroom, I thought, I hate this carpet. When are we going to have enough money to redo the floors? It's embarrassing. When washing my face, I thought, I need better skincare. I'm getting wrinkles. It's not in the budget, though. Great. I'm unhappy, and I look old. While getting dressed in my closet, I thought, 
Ugh, I need new clothes. When am I going to be able to go shopping for everything that I need? When holding my son, I had feelings of guilt for putting him in a daycare that wasn't as nice as the others. Then, when looking at Hart, I'd think, why hasn't he done more to help? It would go on all day long. The mindset of lack consumed me. The value of what you have. I can't say how I learned what I truly have was graceful or pretty. As comforts got taken away one by one, a choice had to be made. Was I continually going to fight against it and be bitter? Or let my comforts go? I had to realize that what I was losing didn't matter as much as what I thought it did. I had to rediscover the value of the things that I did have or still could have. What I needed was actually intangible. Love, trust, and support with my husband and having our family unit. I could be okay without the comforts, freedoms, and false security that a level of income brings, but I could not be fulfilled without the intangibles. Hart and I ended up losing some of our love, trust, and support in each other over those three years. We had to learn that what we have between us has to be treated as the most important and protect it. We are still working towards building this back to where it needs to be today. I want to encourage you to observe the thoughts running through your mind about where you find yourself in life. What are they saying? If they are crushing like mine were, are you going to give them the place of importance? Is there someone you're blaming if you're unsatisfied with where you are? There's a way to lovingly communicate these fears to your spouse that will build up your support and trust with them. Don't choose the way that we did. It's humbling to discover that we aren't focused on the right things for ourselves, our marriage, and our families. The best part of the discovery, though, is that we are never lacking the ability to increase our love, trust, and support in our most significant relationship. There's always an abundance to tap into if you choose it. And how grateful I am for this. Keep loving. Jackie